The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Do you remember in the beginning of remote controls when you had a wire that connected the device in your hand to the television or eventually to the VCR? And then, of course, the miracle came and AA or AAA batteries went inside a little device that you could hold and beam the information to the TV or the VCR through infrared wavelengths and control what was happening there without having a wire. Originally, all telephones were based on a wire. And now, who owns a wired telephone? Originally, headphones connected to your MP3 or your cassette player back in the day with wires, ugly, annoying, always getting caught on things. These days, wireless AirPods are the norm. We know that wireless is better. Wireless is more convenient. Wireless doesn't have the same kinds of problems. But what about the wireless transmission of electricity itself? Well, of course, if you have a typical phone, it charges how? By plugging it into a wall outlet. But some phones have wireless charging. So the concept of wirelessly moving energy from here to there without going across any physical medium, theoretically no problem. Well, now, practically no problem. There's a company called MROD that is working on what it calls a revolutionary technique that they have already put into place where they can transmit power from here to there without using transmission lines. Imagine sending electricity generated here all the way here, wirelessly. The world's first long-range wireless energy transmission technology, as seen and developed by space agencies like NASA, is here and available for commercial use. So what they've managed to do so far is relatively short range over the course of about 118 feet 36 meters on a facility in Munich. But just think about what that means. You've got a box of stuff over here, and then over 100 feet away, you've got another box of stuff, and you have electricity sent from the first box to the second box by a beam through the air. The technology works by transmitting energy using electromagnetic waves over long distances using Emerald's proprietary beam shaping, metamaterials and Rectenna technology. It's the first of its kind. Now look, 100 feet is not that big of an accomplishment in the end result, but obviously things that are big start off small. What if they could get this technology, and obviously they believe they can, get this technology to the place where you could send it a mile, five miles, 50 miles away? There are all kinds of reasons why this would be very, very useful, aside from simply eliminating the need to have power lines, a very expensive infrastructure to lay down, an infrastructure that is very prone to disruption, like with storms and hurricanes, and an infrastructure that often interferes with natural preserves or is just too difficult to place over remote locations. The main problem is not generating energy. We have lots of sun. We have lots of wind. It's just that we don't have those necessarily where we need them. And so it's all about sending them from where it's easy to generate to where it's needed. So you could have an enormous solar field in the middle of a desert somewhere, and you could connect that massive power source to the people who need to use that energy with an over-the-air beam that can be decoded at the far end and supply electricity to a grid in a city, let's say. 
Think about the applications not just for where power can be made and where it's needed, but for remote locations, for after disasters and recovery, and even for cutting down on the need for things like, I don't know, battery production. You know, what if you had cars or planes that ran on beams instead of batteries? And obviously, the first question that anybody has, I know because I had the same question, which is, well, okay, sure. I understand the concept of, I mean, I don't really, but I sort of understand the concept of beaming energy from one place to the other. But, you know, the pictures I have of that are pretty bad. You know, the Death Star destroys Alderaan with a power beam. How do you do this in a way that's not just functionally useful for transmitting the energy, but how do you do it in a way that's safe? Because look, electrical lines are dangerous, but electrical beams seem like they'd be dangerous too. Well, there's Chief Technology Officer Ray Simpkins says, of course we're thinking about this. Developing this technology, we had safety top of mind. The beams use the common ISM band that is used for things like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Point-to-point transmission means there's no energy spillage around the beam. And if for any reason something were to intersect the beam, like a bird, it immediately shuts down, meaning the bird never touches anything but clean air. Bird, cat, human, any of that stuff concerns me, but basically they're saying they've created something like the little beam that goes across the bottom of your garage door when it's open, and if somebody triggers or trips across that beam, it immediately stops the garage door from closing on them, and hurting or killing something that's small enough, right? So if all of this can work, and, you know, this may be the early phases of it, but we're certainly farther along from the concept than you would imagine, there's one more application that might just kind of amaze you, which is this. Where would we really have the ability to generate a massive amount of power? Outer space, satellites, solar technology, capturing completely wasted energy in the upper orbits, And what if it could then transmit that down directly to some receiving station here on Earth? You could conceivably be talking about massive energy sources that distribute power to us basically the same way we get our cell phone signals and our television programs if we happen to subscribe to a satellite service. Again, with the caveat that you don't get fried if you happen to wander into the wrong place. So how far away from deployment do they think they are? They think they have commercially available for sale with production and distribution channels established within three to four years. And they plan to start testing in-orbit satellites within five years, thinking maybe 10 years out they'll actually have an operational system. And if things go anything like this plan seems to imagine, well, maybe somewhere in the mid-2030s, your kids or grandkids will look at you and think, really? You used to get electricity over wires? The same way you fondly or not so fondly remember using a wire for your television's remote control. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek.